Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of She Runs Trails. I am your host, Elements of Daisy. Today we have our first outside of California guest. Her name is Jacqueline, also known as JBV714 on Instagram. Jacqueline is a mom, she's a trail runner. Um, she just actually recently started trail running two years ago, back in 2020, early 2020. She decided to stop drinking and she just started trail running and she turned her life around. So today we're going to learn all about her story, all about her journey. I did want to share a quick picture of her. Here's Jacqueline and her daughter. Um, she was about 200 pounds when she first before she got into trail running and it's gonna i'm really looking forward to talking to her and just learning more about her journey because it's truly amazing how she she just turned her life around and a true example of that you know once we decide to commit ourselves to doing something for our lives or for ourselves and really just setting new habits and doing a lot and i'm sure this is what we're gonna learn more about today um things can change. So I'm super excited to bring on Jacqueline. If you guys have any questions, feel free to write them in the comment in the comment box below. And let's bring her on. Hi, everyone. Let's see. Okay. Hi. There you go. Hey, Jacqueline. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for joining me today. It's truly like a pleasure to be here in your company. <laughs> so awesome. I'm like, I'm going to talk to Daisy. <laughs> Yay. I know. It's amazing because like I was like reading more about you and learning. I was like, wow, like I know you may think it's like just two years of running, trail running, but it's amazing how there's this saying that we overestimate what we can do in a year, but underestimate like what we can do more than a year and it's truly amazing like what you've done for yourself so um i also want to thank you for you're my first outside of california so i have a, my community strongly based in southern california and you're from tucson arizona so you're my first out of california guest so i'm really excited for that <laughs> connect with I other women um outside of california so jacqueline tell us a little bit more about yourself how did you get into trail running um, you know, I started, it's, it's a long history. Uh, it's actually a complicated one. I was never into any sports at all. Um, growing up, I've never played a sport, you know, I wasn't athletic whatsoever. And um, I want to say after, like college and things, um, I started to really just like, you know, <laughs> do the college things and start drinking heavily. And then of course, um, I found myself that with that came a lot of weight gain. And um, one day, like my life was just in a very not so happy place. And I went out for um, like a walk in my neighborhood trail, which I didn't even know existed. I mean, I, I was born in Santa Ana, California. So I moved here to Tucson and um, I was never exposed to the outdoor outside life. And the reason for that is, you know, I come from, you know, I'm first generation. So we didn't really do a lot of opt outside things and 
I wasn't exposed to that environment at all. So for me, even going down the street into a trail of my neighborhood to walk in this desert was very intimidating for me because I was not used to that. I had no knowledge of um, or exposure to the outdoors. And so I went for a walk and I noticed that it started getting dark. And I'm so scared of the dark that I'm like, oh my God, what if I get lost and I can't find my way back? And you know, I started freaking out, so I just started running. And I remember thinking, this feels like a huge weight has been lifted from like my shoulders and like I felt alive. And I like went home, I'm like, I can't believe like I ran in the trails in the dark. Like it was just for me, that was so foreign because like I said, I, I was never an outdoor person. I was 200 pounds and um, I came home and I was just hooked. And was this, was this after, so is this bef after you decided to sober? Cause you, you decided to, to quit drinking early 2020. Um, what, what caused, like what, what, what made you go through, like, I know it was like, you were cold turkey, like what made you decide that? I have a long history with um, like alcohol abuse and I had tried and tried and failed for many years, many years um, to stop drinking and I just couldn't do it. You know, I was like, I'm going to give up alcohol for Lent. I'm going to get sober. And it, it just didn't work. I mean, I started going to church and doing all these things. And I was so desperate to like stop drinking alcohol that it just, it wouldn't happen. So I, um, I ended up getting pregnant on purpose. <laughs> um, I said, you know, I want to go ahead and stop feeling like I don't have a purpose in life. Like I need something to have a purpose for. So I decided to start a family. And um, from there, uh, I like spiraled back into postpartum depression after I stopped uh, breastfeeding like a year, 14 months after my daughter was born, I had stopped breastfeeding. And I started drinking again. And I just spiraled back out of control. So by 2019, it was the um, winter of 2019, I was like, There's, this can't be it. Like, I, there has to be more to life. You know, I was going to work, waking up, going to work, coming home, doing dishes, taking care of my daughter, putting her to sleep. And that was my life. And I thought, this can't be it. So luckily, um, it was a blessing in disguise. The pandemic hit. And I knew that I was really prone to depression. So I... um. I woke up for like hung over the last time and I said, I can't do this anymore. You know, my daughter's looking up to me. So I just went cold turkey. I just stopped drinking. And that's when I started looking for things to do, which was like walk around the neighborhood and, um, you know, uh, walk my dog. And that's how I ended up on that trail late afternoon one day that led me to running out of it because I was so scared. How old was your daughter? She was um, about a year and a half, no, two years um, when I started like jogging and running. So you're, so it's 2020, you're, you're, you have a one and a half year old daughter and you're about 200 pounds, like how, you know, running at that point, you know, like how, I know a lot of people are like, well, I can't run. And I know you, you wrote one of your posts, like, you know, running three miles, 
nonstop was almost like impossible task that you it kind was. of like yeah. how did you build up to running like what and what, what encouraged you to keep running yeah so for me I was facing two very difficult decisions not decisions but two very difficult obstacles for myself um I had just finished drinking you know just went cold turkey of, of not drinking which that alone is like a huge um it's a hard um it's hard it's hard because you have a lot of factors that come into place you know you have um alcohol is so accessible to you so it would it would have been very easy for me to um just say you know what i'm just gonna have a drink but i said i'm gonna just start replacing these drinks with going outside and starting to run even though i'm heavy and my shins hurt you know my i didn't even have the, the right shoes like my shoes were so bald <laughs> the nike shoes were so bald that um i i said i'm just gonna go for 15 minutes and then jog back home so i started off with little increments like that you know like i'm gonna go for a 10 minute run and then i would then develop it to a 20 minute run and then a 30 minute run and then when i reached like a mile straight i was like wow okay i've hit a mile this is amazing i'm gonna try to do like a mile and you know 0.25 tomorrow so i i build up my running that way but i was like i said i i had no knowledge that trail running was even a thing um i kept the trails out here are rocky and hilly and you know we have that mountain terrain so i went home and i googled is there hiking, is there running shoes like hiking boots? Mm -hmm. Because I had no idea that um, trail running shoes was a thing. <laughs> so I came, I came over the Saucony website and it had like their own um, trail running category. And I'm like, this is a thing? <laughs> this is an actual sport? So I clicked on it and behold to me there is all of these shoes for like trail running. And I was just in disbelief. I'm like, where have I been like this entire time? So I started doing my research on the type of shoes because I didn't even know there was different types of shoes for, you know, like muddy terrain or snow and things. So I um, ended up going with like the Saucony Exodus because they have like a rock plate. And um, yeah, it, it, and I got my shoes in April and it was just game over. I'm like, I'm going to hit the trails. I'm going to do two miles today. Like two miles because I have these new shoes. And they're like the, you know, to me, I felt like I was just like a, a monster truck tires on the road, like on the trail. It was amazing. And I just kept running from there. I, I you know, set out a goal to run the three miles. And then I started in, in little increments like that. I feel, I feel like gear is always a good excuse to get you out the door you get a new pack and new shoes you're like i'm gonna go use it I don't know, yeah some, some sort of motivation there's a question here um it said it's not a question but i'll still put it, it says not a question but congratulations on your transformation um yeah congratulations on your transfer um i think that's it's really amazing what you did for yourself and for your family for your daughter for being as a mother you know being an example for your daughter and kind of, you know, when she gets older and I'm sure she might not know exactly now, but when she goes back, like, wow, my mom can turn her life around. 
I can too. And I think as parents, being a role, like it's our kids see us what we do, not necessarily what we say. And we have to be careful with more of that. It's like if you want to be a role model, your actions are what's going to kind of take place. Um, you have a yeah, you have a lot of people here cheering you on, sending you yeah. a lot of love. Um, lots of rot, lots of rot. She love you, Jack, Jackie. <laughs> Incredible story. Native trail of thoughts, hearts. Yeah, Jess Trek, Sokolny, great shoe brand. Yeah, I, I haven't tried Sokolny myself, but I, I definitely think trying. There are trail runner shoes. Yeah. Anybody who wants to get into trail running. Um, so what's your why? 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 Why do you? Why did you keep? I'm sure there was moments when you wanted to quit and you probably didn't see the progress you wanted to see, and because it takes time. Like what kept you going? And yeah, yeah it it does take a lot of time. Um, I know for me, when I first started running, I did it just because of the freedom that I felt. I I have never experienced anything like that, and. Like I said, I was not an outdoor person at all. I've never, you know, I didn't hike. I didn't cycle. I didn't do anything um, at all. I was literally just, you know, waking up, going to work, coming home, cooking dinner, going to sleep, eating, like binge drinking and racking up a really unhealthy lifestyle. And after a while, you know, I, I always joke about this, but I'm like, I felt like a shampoo bottle. You know, it's like rinse, lather, repeat. And... I, I couldn't, I just couldn't anymore. You literally reach a point in your life where you step back and you realize like, this can't be it. Like there has to be more out there. And for me, understanding and realizing that there was this amazing land here, you know, it, it was just an absolute privilege. But not only did, did I learn, um, that for me like my why was you know my daughter and it was more of of staying authentic to myself you know I, I i had too much trauma for me to resolve and for me to face it in a sober way was a new it was new territory to me because i've always faced my issues with alcohol but this time i was um facing it with running you know it was teaching me how to be resilient. It was teaching me how to be courageous and brave and, you know, getting like, I mean, I started following you and, and I realized that because it's like, I have for me, you know, where I'm at, I go to group runs that I absolutely love. I love our running community here. And I do notice that there's, um, it's not very diverse. So I don't see a lot of people of color like me going to runs and when I saw your profile, I'm like, oh my God, like somebody that looks like me, like it, you know, I, it really motivated me. And then I, I started, um, following you and it's just, it's amazing to really, um, see just how like unstoppable women are. And I want to show that to my daughter. I want her to see what I see with women is we are, you know, forced to be reckoned with, but, you know, we're strong, we're, we're, we can overcome a lot of obstacles and running can teach you that resilience. And for me, it's just, it's a gift. And I want to, I want my daughter to experience that. I don't want her to associate. Um, I've had a bad day. I'm going to go drink at a local bar. I don't want her to normalize alcohol like I did. And I want her to 
um, turn to a healthier outlet to deal with those obstacles that she faces in life. And I hope that by me coming out of my comfort zone and breaking that cycle, I'm able to do that. Did you ever feel like an outsider when you started to see more trail running? Not just necessary of being like not seeing enough people of color out there in the trail running community, but also your size, right? Like trail, yes. there, a lot of people associate running with a different fig a body figure yes. and if they don't look like that that means they're not a runner because they don't look like that how, how did you ever experience kind of like an outsider or kind of like an imposter runner or something like that when you start running when i started running i went in with the mentality of the minute the second that i start putting one foot in front of the other and running i am a runner and i noticed big time i did not look like any other runner, especially trail runners. I mean, they're, you know, you look at um, some uh, Instagram pages and, you know, you come across big platforms where they put the spotlight on different runners and you notice that after a while, it's the same specific type of body that I don't look like. And it's just, I'm not here to fit the mold. You know, it's, I went out there and I'm, I'm, I was very overweight. You know, I, I had, you know, a lot of, um, I don't think I've ever been embarrassed about running out there. I did, I do say that I chose to trail run specifically, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time because I don't want to run in the streets where I would feel like, oh, you know, you know, I come across a stop sign or a stoplight and, traffic is just sitting there racking up and they would look at me and just what is she well look she's trying to run or look at this and I just avoided that altogether and went directly to the trails because I knew that out there it would just be me and I would not you know feel judged because of the weight I knew that I I didn't look like the runners I mean it was very obvious <laughs> But yeah, to me personally, that didn't care. I wasn't there to please the eye of the person that, you know, if you don't like what you see, then look away. I'm going to be here and I'm going to like find my peace and I'm going to do what I enjoy doing. And that's, that's what I'm here for. It's not hurting anyone. So I stuck to that mentality. That's a great mentality. I never even thought about that, how running on the trails differ from running on the roads how running the trails can actually create more of a safe space to not feel like you're being judged because you can really find some really secluded isolated trails and i know it comes from pros and cons because then you're like well i don't really want to be alone because then i get scared <laughs> you know what yeah. an animal gets to me or something yeah. but if anybody is looking like i want to start running but i don't want to run on the streets because i'm scared of other people looking at me you know trail running could be an an, an, um, an option for anyone who wants to feel a bit more comfortable and they can just blend through nature and yeah. allow themselves to just be out there in nature. And for you, I know you live in one of the hottest states in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> Arizona is gorgeous. I, I love hot. Arizona, um, but it gets hot. How, how did you do it? And you started, when did you start running in April? I started running, uh, I want to say like the third week of April, because like okay. I said, I mean, I really started going out there and hitting the trails like the third week of April, because once that Saucony shoe shipped, it, I was like, okay, <laughs> that's it. So that's how did it. you We're do it out. in the, how did you do it in the summer, one summer, and this is your first time you're going into the summer, 
hundred degrees. Like what, what, how, how is that heat training for you? Or like, how was that experience for you and your lessons so, learned? So, you know, for me, it was a difficult transition, not a difficult, it was definitely a learning experience because coming from literally having no experience whatsoever to doing anything outside in Arizona, um, I learned really quick that the heat can be fatal. And, um, I remember, so the thing about me is clearly I had no idea like what I was doing. I was just learning as I went because I found something that I was really passionate about. And I started following local trail runners and it's, I noticed that they would carry like a vest and I'm like, what is that? You know, a hydration pack. So I would zoom in and I would try to see what kind of brand it was. And um, I ended up coming across a post from a woman in Chandler who said, you know, put out, you know, Nathan is having the 25% off vest, you know, take advantage of this deal. And I'm thinking, oh, I need a vest. It's getting hot. It's now May. So I ordered my first Nathan vest and it came in like the first week of June. And I was so excited to try it. By this time, I was probably already 15 to 16 pounds lighter than I had started at the 200 pounds. But I got my vest and I, it was a, you know, June afternoon, three o'clock and filled it up with water. And I'm like, I'm going to go hit the trails. You know, I, I'm seeing, you know, the, this four mile loop, I'm sure I can do it. And, um, I put on my vest, it was 104 degrees and I probably should have realized that it wasn't a good idea when my car was the only one out there. <laughs> um, but I hit the trails and two miles in. Uh, my bladder pack was extremely hot. And not only that, I mean, I would drink out of it and it was like drinking from like a boiled water canteen. And I'm like, this is not good um, because that course was a loop. There's no, you know, cutbacks or anything. So if I'm already two miles in, I have to finish the loop because it's going to be another two miles back. Um, so I just went out there on a hot water, you know, a bladder pack. And I learned very quickly that, um, yeah, uh, the heat can be fatal. I started getting disoriented and on the verge of like throwing up. Um, I my pace was like 23 minute pace, I was walking slow just to really reserve my energy. And when I finally made it to the parking lot, I didn't even go down the hit, you know, the path for the hill, I went just straight down, I cut through and turned my water, I mean, my car on blasted the AC. And that's when I realized, like, I can't just go out in these trails. One, in this kind of heat, there has to be, like, something else. So that's when I learned about um, the um, ice bandanas and then mm -hmm. electric lights. <laughs> Can you tell us what the ice bandanas are? So the ice bandanas are basically, they look like a bandana, and they have, like, this little insulated pocket that you can stuff ice in. So now I go out there and I stuff my bandana with ice. I mean, I pack it on and then I carry electrolytes now. So I started um, reaching out to our community and asking, you know, how do you guys prep or how do you run in the heat? So I got a lot of feedback from um, the community about salt sticks and, you know, and salt pills and all these different type of electrolytes that you can carry with you. So I started trying that and I ended up um, purchasing some salt sticks and my ice bandana and I went back out there and I tried it again. 
and to my luck, you know, it, they work, <laughs> they <laughs> work. So I started using salt stick. Um, and like, I think it's none uh, going forward for like my heat training. And then mm -hmm. uh, obviously, like after my recovery runs, um, I started using tailwind as well. And the what's the brand of the bandanas if people want to get it? Do you? Do oh you know? yeah, so um, it's a um, she is based out of oh, I don't know I I don't know where in California, but I think it's Misty Biptastics. Okay. And, yeah, so I can I'll I'll tag her um, in the link, but yeah, those things are a lifesaver for the heat. That's good. That's yeah, because I I feel like sometimes. You know, I'm right here. I'm here in California, and you're always like, oh, "I'm gonna." Well, I know for myself, like, "Okay, I'm gonna run in the morning to avoid the heat." But then I'm like thinking, "When well, race day, race doesn't care. You know, you're mm -hmm. gonna run through the whole day. So if you, it's better to prepare in kind of all conditions rather than ideal conditions because race day is never in ideal conditions. Yeah. So it's better to just learn. And sometimes you learn the hard way, like in your case, but you learn, right? And you're like, okay, now I, you did the research and now you're sharing what you've learned so that we don't have to make the same mistake. There's a few questions here that came through. Um, here's one. How do you come back after some after time away from running, especially with new kiddos? She's having trouble gaining momentum. So how, how did you, like, so with, for you, you had a toddler. How did you manage having a toddler and making time to running my mom was a she's such a huge support i had to, you know bless her heart she would come to my house at like five in the morning and um i would be gone for the day i was out the door by like five fifteen to make sure i hit the trails on time and beat the heat but um it's hard when you take like I took some time off running I ended up getting injured in March of last year and I took about four months off um like I said just because I'm such a new runner that I didn't realize with um the type of training that I was doing I should have incorporated more strength training um I ended up basically um taking out like my peroneal and my Achilles because I overdid it with running and my mileage. I guess I had increased my mileage a little too higher than I was supposed to. Um, so listen to your coaches, <laughs> follow your plan. Don't get too confident and overdo it. Um, but it's hard it, for me, I took time off, but I, I think for me, what was really hard was um, the, um, I guess the self-assurance because you're thinking, gosh, I've taken, you know, two to three months off. And when I go back into it, it's going to be hard. But for me, go back and look at your posts. I use my Instagram as a journal, go back and look at the things that you've accomplished because when you're stuck in a rut and you think, how do I come back from this injury? Or like, how do I get back to where I was? You've been there before, so you can do it. And you know, you have it in you find that, you know, go back and look at your accomplishments. It, this is not unfamiliar territory to you. So this, you know, you're, you, you are just, it's like, it's, I'm trying to like find the right words, but like you have it in you, mm -hmm. you know what to do. You've done it before, you know, go out and do it again. Use yourself as a motivation. Yeah. And, and I would, I would say for me, so I don't have a new, I, I do have a son. He's a teenager. He's 13. 
Um, I don't have a newborn, but I would, I would recommend if I, if I were to have, um, uh, when he was, well, I didn't really start running when he was younger, but I did have my sister. So before COVID, I used to take care of my sister and she's a lot younger and I would have to run early mornings, like four o'clock in the mornings. And, and that's a little, you know, you do have to make sacrifices. I would say, you know, try to get in a morning run when the kids are, when the baby's sleeping, if someone's able to take care of it and make these appointments with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like these are appointments with yourself and don't, and that in the most important part, do not feel guilty for yeah. being out there for yourself. Cause sometimes yeah. you're, if you're out running, if you're out running thinking like, Oh my God, I should be home with the baby or I should be doing this. Like, you're not being present with yourself. So you're not going to be able to enjoy your run. And so you're like, you know what? I'm going to take 20, 30 minutes to myself. Go put your favorite podcast, you know, put the She Runs Trail podcast mm-hmm. or song or something out there. Enjoy for 30 minutes. And you're like, this is a date with myself. Yes. And just start with increments, you know, early mornings. If the baby, you know, you can start them in the stroller. If it's not too hot, put them in the stroller. I have... I have friends who are runners and I see them running with the stroller. Um, there, there's, you know, you can try to incorporate them into your running and making it fun again, making it fun for yourself. Maybe you can go and check out a new trail. Um, you can go and explore uh, running. If you want to do road run, run to your local, you know, city town hall or something like that. So just try to way, find a way to incorporate making f- uh, running fun again. And don't worry so much about your pace or your performance. Just worry about having fun and making time mm-hmm. for yourself. That That's what I would recommend. Yeah. And I think, you know, with me as well, when I got back from my injury, um, I wasn't focused on pace anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't focused on um, anything other than just movement. Movement for me was medicine. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do 15 minutes of jogging or I'm going to keep it under 40 or 45 today. And, you know, it's, it's things like that. And then, you know, the next week, I'm just going to go ahead and um, incorporate, you know, a little bit of speed work, just, you know, throw it in there. And as the weeks progress and go by, then you realize like, okay, I'm starting to get back in the swing of things. But it is true. I, I feel like once you feel like it's starting to become a chore, you need to step back and really realign yourself and figure out, okay, well, what is it about running that I enjoy? And just bring that you know, reintroduce that back into it. Because once it starts feeling like a chore, you know, you, you got to step back and really just kind of recenter yourself because you want to avoid burnout. And it, it can happen, especially if you're training, um, you know, those hours, those miles of time away, you know, every Saturday, those commitments, they add up. And so you really have to learn when to step away and refocus on like, why do I love this? That's great. Yeah, I think I agree. There's a few more questions here I think oh there you go do you prefer running up or down this is from Soraya you know at first I really enjoyed running up because it was less hard on my ankles um, running overweight was really hard on the downhills for my knees and my ankles um, so I hated downhill running and as time went by and I started to really just um, lose the weight and, you know, get stronger and and build more um, muscle in the legs. I just absolutely love downhill running. Like the more technical, the better. I I love technical terrain. I love it. What what have you learned? um, What are some techniques that you has helped you to run more efficient at downhills? And um, yeah, what are some running techniques that has helped you? For the downhills i watch a lot of youtube videos of like downhill running um 
you know, it's basically gravity. And, you know, I honestly, if you, if you are scared of falling or, you know, hurting yourself, um, I honestly go on and, and start looking at, at videos of how to downhill run. And you notice that, you know, your posture and the way that you let gravity take control, you know, and your arms do your thing, you know, it, it's, it works. I think, you know, personally for me, I think that's probably what made it more funner and why I love it so much now because I have more confidence in how I downhill run from watching those like tutorials. Yeah. And practice, right? Practice, yeah. practice, practice. And just keep, you know, making sure your form record yourself if you have to, to make mm -hmm. sure to see where you're landing. If you're having pain, it's most likely your something is going on with your form because mm -hmm. running, so there's a difference. Running can be, should, it's painful. There's a difference between painful running in the sense of like if you're running three easy miles and they're easy effort and you're feeling pain then there's an issue there compared to your mile 18 or mile 10 and your long run it's high you're fatigued and then that's a different type of pain which is right. normal um, but really understanding kind of your form and how your body your relationship with your body I think that's very important to avoid injuries I think that's a that's something to look into um now that you're a more experienced runner, do you run on roads? I do. So uh, I like the road that I will do will be, um, it's like called Tumamak Hill. So I will, I'll incorporate speed work on roads because I've noticed that um, if I have like strides or something or um, just, yeah, I, I, I incorporate more speed work onto roads but it's very rare that you'll see me on the road unless it's, you know, if I don't have time to hit the trails and I, you know, I, I want to get like a quick four or five mile in, then I'll do that from my house to, you know, whatever I'll, I'll do that. But other than that, I just incorporate speed work on roads sometimes, but I, I honestly do stick like 90% of my runs are all trails. Nothing against road. I just, I absolutely in love with the scenery with trails. You prefer you prefer the the trail running experience than the road running experience. I do, and I know that um, with Tumamak Hill, that's a paved like a uh, hill. So I'll do speed, you know, hill work on the, on that, um, which helps. I mean, you incorporate hill works into your workouts because that thing will help with your pace. And what and what advice will you give someone who wants to get into trail running? I, the advice that I would give you um, is follow the people that motivate you. Follow the people that are, you know, that are showing up. And for me, I learn a lot from other runners. And the reason why is I'll see them out there just absolutely crushing these goals. And it's like, I want to do that. And then if you get an invitation to run with people, like, go honestly go and um i think my biggest thing with that is like i never would have imagined summiting like the things that i've done with me by myself and going along with a group of women it's just it's a different experience and then it also makes you realize that you're capable of just so much more so i honestly recommend with finding your people like really did you ever did you ever feel like oh, I don't want to join them because I'm scared of slowing them down or being left behind? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have. 
when I first started running, I think I was probably like nine months in, I turned down a lot of invitations from, you know, local trail runner females here that um, have broken course records and have, you know, had podium wins. So because of that, it was intimidation. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm so slow and I don't want to slow you down. Just go. Like, they don't care about the pace. It's the company. And I think that's why I love this community so much is it's not, it's not competitive in a sense with each other. On race day, it's a different story because we're all showing up for ourselves. You know, you know, as a community, it's like we're out there to prove to race our own race. And when you run in a community, like it's just the conversations and um, you learn a lot from them. You really do. They, they provide you with great insight. And I ended up going on a run with, you know, people that are a lot faster than me. And it's, it's an experience that it, they teach you a lot. And I, you know, I, I go on a runs all the time with like my, my lady groups at night. And it, it's just an amazing, amazing experience to share that space with, with everyone and just doing everything that you love. Yeah, I, I, I highly recommend finding there's so many women out there, so many communities out there that you can check out. And I, I know that, you know, like, it just depends where you feel comfortable, try different things. And, you know, there's, there's, there's always I feel like there's always something for someone out there, you just got to keep trying, keep exploring until you, like, you find your people. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes, feel just Claudia, she said, Solomon trail running documentaries on YouTube are the best. Yes, I highly recommend you guys checking out Solomon's YouTube page. They do a lot of great documentaries. They also have a lot of short videos, how to run uphills, how to run downhills, how to do your pack, running, hiking. Like there's a lot of like 101 short videos on, on how to's for yeah. trail running. So you could just literally put trail running Solomon and you'll get a lot of videos. Yeah, that's, that's where I learned how, well, that's basically, that was like my tutorial. Another good, you know, another thing too that helped me was I, I hired a coach um, and that's, that's where I got all a lot, a lot of the one-on-one -on -one of things that I, I didn't know, you know, I, there, there's just so much going into when you start running, you have no idea that as a female, even your menstrual, you know, your menstrual cycle can impact and, the way that you run and it's just there's a lot of different moving components that you're not familiar with so for me hiring a coach was beneficial because like I said I'm, I was so new to trail running that I had no idea what I was doing all I knew is that I just wanted to stay there as long as I can do you wish um, you would have hired a coach before so when did you hire your coach was it after, once you got injured is that when you hired a coach no I ended up hiring a coach like 10 months into into running so I hired a coach in November. I started running in March and I, I ended up uh, going with my coach um, in November. And then that's, I mean, I, the, it's amazing how much you improve when you start incorporating strides and long runs and hill repeats. Like I had no idea that those are ingredients on making you a better runner. And for me, I thought it was just like, I'm going to get three miles here and five miles there. But if you're not incorporating speed work or hill work, you know, it's, it's going to be a slower process for you to improve as far as pace. And my biggest thing is like, how can I get, how can I stay out there for a longer time, but also move at a comfortable pace? 
So hiring a coach for me was a huge win. I mean, it's, it's, I honestly recommend if you're a new runner to look into coaching, um, even if it's not one-on-one, -on -one, even if it's just, you know, a goal of, I want to run, you know, a 10 K or, you know, my first marathon, my half marathon or a first marathon, like hire coach. Like it's, you learn so much. It's, it's money well spent. It really is. It's such a good investment for yourself. Yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons why I started Trail Chicas is to create that. And a lot of people are like, oh, what, you know, you're charging for this membership. It's like, no, because I don't just host group runs. I create, there's monthly group coaching calls. I know some people cannot afford a one-on-one -on -one coaching. I also do that. But having these monthly group coaching calls, you have me to ask any questions you have, you know, I, you learn so much more from other people's experience rather than trying to trial error to yourself. So yeah, I, I, if you guys are anyone interested in group coaching or one-on-one -on -one coaching, you guys can also check out my um, coaching uh, wellness on the trails.com. So I, I don't know, I just did a plug, a uh, shameless plug right there for myself. <laughs> but it's, uh, but it's true. I mean, it really does because if I go back and I look at my progress from when I started running to when from I hired a coach, like I, I never thought that I was capable of, of running like, I remember being, you know, and for me, I celebrated every win. Like, Daisy, I celebrated, oh, my God, I ran one mile. I don't care if it was a 15, 16 mile. Like, it was, that was my mile. I ran that mile. So celebrate every win. You know, I never in my wildest dreams, I, I go back and I look at my conversations, and it's like, oh, I can't wait. You know, what? I, I'll never be able to run a nine or an eight-minute mile. And, you know, some you surprise yourself. You look at your watch and it's like it's 7.46 pace and you're like, oh my God, like <laughs> what is going on? I this is me, I can't believe it. But it's you investing in yourself and it's so well worth it. Um, like I said, you don't know what you're capable of until you go out there and you try it. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would be out there for hours, hours and hours on the trails, um, just enjoying it. I hated running, I hated hiking and <laughs> Here I am, just how long can I stay out there? How long can I run? No, you can't picture your life without running, right? No, I can't. There's I another question here. Uh, thank you, Sa Summer Sandu. What were some of your spiritual and emotional discoveries using running as alcohol recovery? Oh, that's a great question. Ooh, well, my emotional discoveries. Um, you know, I, I opened up a big box, like a, a just of raw emotions. Um, I started into my journey, my running journey. I would, I started following like, um, native women running and I started to really incorporate a lot of spiritual, um, and reconnecting like with my past with that, I opened up, um, really uncomfortable emotions. Like I come from a very abusive stepdad. And, you know, it's, I didn't realize that I had so much trauma and no one ever talks about the uncomfortable part of how am I going to face this now that I'm sober? Mm. And I think for me, facing those in the dark, it was, it was hard. It was hard. And for me, I just really relied on a lot of prayer. I would go out there and I would really just um, pray. I would do prayer runs. I started doing prayer runs um, for myself. And that helped a lot me spiritually to just kind of release that energy. Um, so 
I, I, I run, I do prayer runs a lot when I'm feeling, uh, just when, when, when something in my past comes up, cause being depressed and especially for me, I had, uh, I already have like two failed attempted suicide attempts. So for me, I didn't want to go back in that hole. It gets hard to crawl out of that, that, um, state of depression is such a dark hole to get out of because when you start um thinking that the only solution to make this better is for you just to eliminate yourself it's it's unfathomable so i wanted to avoid that and now when i want to just reconnect and i want to have a sense of um peace i go out and i do my prayer runs and what what is a prayer like can you, like, do you just, like, can you elaborate for someone who doesn't know what a prayer run is? Would, how, how does that look like? I mean, I, I just go out there. I don't have headphones on mm. at all. I just go out there and I solely focus. The whole run is I just literally just do a prayer run for myself. Mm. And it could be with whatever, you know, like for me, it's just it, whatever hardship that I'm experiencing, if I'm tempted mm. to do, you know, like, I, thankfully, I haven't been tempted to hit the bottle again. Like, I, I'm lucky to say that I don't think about that anymore. But whenever I start feeling emotional about not feeling like present with myself or feeling like maybe, you know, the world is better without me, then I, I just go back out there and I start praying for myself on my runs. I really do. And I just mm -hmm. hit my head. That's all I focus on. So... No, thank you for sharing. Are there other habits besides running that you, you've incorporated that has helped you with your journey? Um, honestly, it's just for me. No, I mean, I haven't really done anything else for myself besides just run. You know, I, 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 no, <laughs> I haven't. No. Have no. You, how about boundaries? Have you had to set certain type of boundaries and what kind of boundaries have you kind of incorporated in your life to be able to be where you're at today? I have learned to say no a lot. And I think for me, um, I don't want to take two steps back. So if I, I don't even, life is too short, you know, for me, I don't even hold on to grudges anymore. I, I used to be a person with keeping, you know, score of like, well, this person did this and this and that. I don't focus on that anymore. I have completely learned to let go of not stressing the small things. That's, that's very powerful because when you start, you start kind of letting go of people having power over you, that makes you more powerful, right? Like yeah. you don't let people have power over your feelings, kind of like just letting it go, letting it go. Um, I, there's this one saying, it's kind of like, oh, I don't like saying no to people. So just remember, every time you say no to someone, you're saying yes to yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you say yes to someone, you're saying no to yourself. So it's kind of like, who is the no that you're trying to say? Do you want to say to you or to the other person? Yeah. Uh, you have here, Elsie, thanks for sharing your vulnerability. Absolutely inspiring. Jackie, proud of you, girl. Oh, yes, thank you. Then, yep, saying no is so powerful. It really is. Oh, uh, I mean, I think there was another... Oh, this is a good question. Dream races. What kind of plans do you have for 2022? So what's going on, Jackie? Yeah, actually, 
because I was really, I was actually wondering, I was like, have you run an ultra before? So I was training, I was doing my ultra marathon training and that's, I ended up getting injured. Um, but for me, like going back to that question is how do you motivate yourself? You know, good getting back into running. It's, um, it's very surprisingly, your endurance sticks around for a long time. I didn't realize that. I'm like, oh gosh, I took like four months off. I'm going to lose it. But you know, your body remembers a lot. And so it's very familiar with the process again on getting um, started back into like long runs and that routine. So my dream braces, oh man, you know, honestly, I was actually thinking about this like a week ago is I wanted to do like a self-supported how long, like can I run in like 24 hours, mm. but like the trails instead of like a road race or like so I'm trying to figure out or pin plan. Like I have a feeling, I know which spot I want to do it at. Um, it's here in the Tucson mountain park range. Um, so that's where I would set up like my long runs and do use my car as like an aid station. So I'm curious to see as far as for me on a personal level, you know, personal level for me is how, what distance can I cover out on the trails in 24 hours? But as far as um, my dream races, oh man, <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> name, name, name two. I would like to do uh, like the Mont Blanc one, but then I've also had my eye on the um, the is it? It's like the Caballo Blanco. So I want to do that. Oh, oh in the Mexico, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I told myself if I ever do like an official because, you know, I'll do, I would love to do a lot of unsupported, you know, long distance mileages. Um, but if I ever had to like actually do like an official race, when I do an official race, like, do I want to do that one first, like as my first one? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So you run for fun. And this is another reason why I wanted to talk to you today, because I'm trying to get a variation of type of runners. Like some runners, you know, they train for races, like races is their motivation. And, and that's fine. Like if you're that type of runner that motivates you, that's great. But you, you know, there, and there's other people who like self-supported things or they like just to do adventure runs. And I feel like I fall more in that category. And then for you, I was noticing like, she just runs for the love of running. Like I was yeah. like, I was looking, I was looking really hard. I was like, man, am I gonna, like, I, I think only like, you did a, a half marathon, right? I mean, I do a lot of, like when I was training, I did, you know, my mileage was 13 and up every Saturday mm -hmm. when I was training. So um, I was- You doing, do them on your training runs. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I was doing like half marathons like every Saturday, you know, for months, at least like minimum, it would be like 13 to 18 mile ranges. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm, I do it just because I want to know, like, how, how long can I be out there with my friends for the love of the sport? Like, I'm not a competitive person whatsoever. Mm. The only person that I'm competitive with is like myself. So I train hard for me, because I want to keep showing up. I want to, I want to see what I'm made of, um, what I love to do, like on the book races, like, sure, of course, you know, it's, I think it would be fun. Like, why not get fed <laughs> and run all these miles? And I don't have to like pack my car at the main station. But I truly just love running just because, you know, like I said, I'm not competitive whatsoever. I do this because I couldn't do it two years ago. I could barely run, you know, three miles. And 
now I'll just cruise through 20 miles on a trail. And I'm like, yeah, you know, sure. You know, it's a long <laughs> run for me today. But it, it's insane how that mental shift happens. And you, like I said, you don't know what you're capable of until you go out there and start showing up for yourself. That's truly amazing. Uh, Jess said, um, Jess, Jessica, Jess, Jess, Jessica. I always, I always make fun of her Instagram name. Uh, she's a troll chica. Love her. Um, I love Tucson. I wanted to run to uh, Arizona hiking trail there and the, Arizona, the, the Anza trail. Have you thought about running? Because how far are you from the Arizona trail? Um, you know, it, it varies. I like to run a couple of passages on the, on the Arizona trail. And I think that's why I love to run the distances that I run or train like an ultra marathon training. So like the plan would be like an ultra marathon plan, but like, do I have a race on the books? No, I just want to train for it because like, say I want to do two more passages when I'm out there on the Arizona trail. I want to be conditioned enough to be able to make that call and keep going out there and venturing. So yeah, I love the Arizona trail. Um, it's, uh, it's about 32 minutes for me. It depends on which passage you go. Um, but yeah, I think either way, either route is about 32 minutes for me on a highway. And rejected stone said, but the belt buckle. So you gotta get, we gotta get that belt buckle. Huh? <laughs> and that, you know, it's, I will, I will get a belt buckle for sure. Um, and being in Arizona, something I'm, I'm actually, I'm personally curious is it's really hot. You're in Arizona and I'm the first animal that comes to my mind are rattlesnakes. Uh -huh. I'm sure you've seen them. They're probably like, just like for us, play like a bird kind of thing for you guys. Just, oh, just another rattlesnake. How, what advice or suggestion or tips do you give someone when encountering rattlesnakes when running in the time when there's rattlesnakes outside? What has helped you kind of stay safe on the trails with rattlesnakes? So definitely learning how to identify the type of rattlesnakes. Um, out here, we have about 13 different species of rattlesnakes. So the most common ones are like the tiger, the Mojave, and like the diamondback is usually the ones that you see mostly out there on the trails. I've encountered numerous diamondbacks, um, probably like two tiger ones. And my thing is like admire them from a distance. They, they don't bother you if you don't bother them. I have come across many rattlesnakes and I can tell you right now, when I see one now, I don't even flinch or get scared. I'm more scared of javelinas because those suckers can run like eight miles per hour or something. Like, I don't want to be outran with like a wild, you know, like javelina. It's just, I'm more scared of those um, than I am of rattlesnakes. I love personally for me, admiring them from a distance. Um, yeah, they're not, they're not a threat. If you don't bother them, they won't bother you. Have you seen a rattlesnake in the middle of the trail? Like, it's like right in mm -hmm. the middle of the trail and you have to go, like, how do you, and there's, if there's no way around it, like, how do you get it to move? So, uh, don't throw rocks at it <laughs> or around it. But if you are able to safely, like, one thing is, like, obvious, obviously staying on the trails, um, but if you, there's absolutely no way around it. For me, like what I've learned is I will find like the longest um, stick because these, I mean, they can strike anywhere from I think like 16 to 19 inches like um, from you. So find like the largest stick and try to, you know, I don't know, like circle or make noise around it so it can just start scattering off. But, but you usually don't 
have you learned maybe a time of the day to avoid running because of the rattlesnakes? Um, you, like you know, they start coming out, um, I want to say like anywhere from like the 70s to 80 degree weather. So right now they're going to start coming out. They're going to start mm. this week alone. Like I think it's like 88 degrees. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's any waking up right now. Um, but <laughs> I think there's really no safe like time of day to go. Really, um, the, when you encounter them, like they're already scurrying off of the trails. Um, but if you do see them, like I said, they're not a threat unless you threaten them. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, is there any other like fears about like, oh, you know, you mentioned scared of the dark. How did you overcome your fear of the dark? I started running in the dark. By yourself? No, I for no way. <laughs> no way. I would die. I would have an anxiety attack. No. So I have, um, you know, my, my, my terror of the dark comes from uh, an accident that I had like in 97, where um, our car flipped over and um, I lost, you know, my grandma and my little brother and my mom was, you know, on life support. So for me, associating the darkness with like, it, it just brought a lot of anxiety for me because it, it brings back memories of you know our car flipping over and hearing the metal crash and then um going out and you know lighting a branch on fire to start looking for bodies and it i have ptsd from that so i've always been scared of the dark i just feel like suffocating and i get flashbacks so i um started running with one of my my really good friends out here i met her through trail sisters um her name is jamie she is like, hey, you know, why don't we start like a running group at night to run the trails? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that sounds great. I'm scared of the dark, but I'm doing it because like you're <laughs> going to go with me. So, you know, she started this group and now we host runs like every week of different trails or different um, like summits and stuff in the trails at night. So that kind of helped me get over the fear of running at night or like being alone in the dark now. And just just being by running, do you do you do will you run by yourself or do you still need to run with other people? No, I run by myself. Now you run by yourself. Yeah. And on the how do you, for the day runs, but running by yourself, do you have you always felt comfortable just being out yourself on the trail, or is there anything that you've done to make yourself feel more comfortable being outside on the trail? I feel more comfortable in the trail than I do like in the streets. Why is that? I think in general, like for me. People that are normally out there, um, you know, have a sense of appreciation and love that I do for nature. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do a lot of safety um, things too, like on my end, like I don't start my runs from my house. You know, I do that radius to make sure, you know, if I have people that follow me on Strava too, um, I block out that radius. Um, so I take a lot of like safety precautions as well when it comes to running alone. Um, I always tell people where I'm going. Um, my Garmin, you know, has the live update. So people always know they start tracking. It sends an email. Um, so it, I think for that, it gives me a peace of mind of when I'm running alone because people know where I'm at all the time. Summer Sandra said, saying no cars honking, guys calling, more peaceful <laughs> and safe solitude. Yeah, yeah the trolls are... are are an amazing place for yes i i, I think it's a, it's an also a safe place you don't see a, a dog coming out a, dri a car out of a driveway coming yeah out. so it's a lot it creates a safe space for everyone so it's less stressful 
Yeah, I know we're going towards the end of, it's amazing how fast this hour goes by. Um, But I do want to say, what what are some things that you would, if you had Jackie, Jacqueline right in front of you, like that April 2020, what are some things you would tell her? Running your sports bra. Running your sports bra. (laughs) Running your sports bra. Don't care about what people are going to say, girl, if you're hot, run in the sports bra. I I can't tell you how much I regret not being comfortable and really appreciating, like, my body. Um, it's so strong. Like, it's so strong that I don't care what I look like. I really don't. I don't care if I don't have, if I, you know, to you it's not, you know, perfect and I have flaws here and there. Um, running your sports bra, like, honestly don't care just, if you're you mean like just your sports bra just running your sports bra yeah or... I, I had a lot of um uh like confidence issues when I was running in April because I would be like oh my god like I'm so you know my arms are so big I have a lot of you know back fat my stomach is like super huge and I have stretch marks from the baby um and I'm hot I'm really hot so my biggest regret is like I never took my shirt off to run in my sports bra because Mm. I was embarrassed so don't be embarrassed and just if you want to run in your sports bra running your sports bra stay authentic to yourself um that's really it and always protect your peace I love that I really love that and I feel like it gives you more power right like if you Mm -hmm. feel comfortable you feel like I'm a badass I feel powerful I feel beautiful I'm owning my body yeah there's a question here by Garcia, Lima, how did your family and friends react to you running? What were some of the conversations you had to have with to be supportive of your journey? So for me, I come, you know, we normalize the use of alcohol um, in our family. So when they ask me, like, why do you run so much? It's like, I'd rather have this addiction than that one. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's just, it gave me the opportunity to have those difficult conversations with them. I've never, I come from, you know, like our culture is very, um, we don't talk about a lot of things. We keep things to ourselves and we don't really normalize expressing your feelings. It's like, you're fine, like leave it alone. Um, So for me to have those difficult conversations and actually opening those conversations with my family has not only given me an opportunity to start healing, but it's also allowing me to like break the cycle for like mm-hmm. my future generation. So um, they love it. They can't believe that even, I mean, I told them that I was like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna do like an eight mile run. And they're like, eight miles, like what is, are you crazy? Like, that's a lot of miles. And I'm like, well, that's just like Thursday's work. Like you don't even wanna know about my long run. You know? <laughs> like, But it's to them, it's like unbelievable that mm-hmm. I run these distances now, you know, it's. It's an it's it's amazing to know that, you know, I can be a role model to like my cousins and, you know, letting them know like, hey, we don't always have to like end up what, what we think we're gonna end up like. We can change like the course of our lives. I'm not gonna and, fit that stereotype mold of being like that alcoholic mother. It's just. Has, no. Have you ever had people tell you like, man, I don't even drive that far when you tell them like. Oh, I'm going for a 20 mile run or something like, oh, I get tired driving that far or something yeah. like, like, a, like a driving joke with running. 
Yeah, um, they're, they're literally like, you're out of your mind for like on purpose. And I'm like, yeah, I like it. I like being out there for a long time. Um, and then Gracia, she said, definitely inspired me to do this. I don't run, but I do hike on my sports bra. Literally heard her voice saying this. Oh, you see this. Um, this that's awesome. I, I really I, I'm trying to get more comfortable running with my sports bra. And it, it does feel it does feel so much better. And it, it is there's a self conscious to like all oh, my stretch marks or I'm not skinny. And you know, I'm, I have I have my boobs are just like bouncing up and down. And it's, mm -hmm. it's self conscious, right? Like it's like as a Latina, like not only do we look different on the trail because of our color, but even like our body size, our breasts, like it's all these yeah. things that you're like, well, it's great. You know, like this makes, I don't know, it, it, it does make you feel uncomfortable, but we got to normalize more of like, you just got to show up for yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's no, you don't need to be a certain body, a certain type to just express yourself however you want to express it. As long as you're comfortable and you feel good, you know, if, you, if it's hot and wearing, uh, taking off that shirt is going to make you feel better, go for it, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I can't stress it enough. Just run in your sports bra, like really. I know it seems something so little, but it's something that's so powerful because you're, it's like, yeah, look at this body. This body has carried me through, you know, you see that summit over there? I did that, you know, like this body, this body in the sports bra did that and it's it's really a powerful thing. Do so you have that, a favorite sports bra or like some like your go-to? I don't. <laughs> I okay. don't. I think you know, I'm more of a shorts person. <laughs> okay. I find the right running shorts, but I do like a lot of the um the Brooks running sports bras. Um, I love the material on them, mm -hmm. and I love how because I'm like I'm not like super big chested, but I'm like a wide chest. So for that, for me, like just having like the right snug and fit it's just like okay great the girls are like in place like i'm not gonna be <laughs> out here all wild and about so i i for me i really do like the brook sports bras and what do you do to prevent chafing uh i like squirrels nut butter okay <laughs> yeah that one is good i did have a lot of shape like chafing when i first started running um because i was you know it's hot and i was you know heavier and you know i didn't realize like I was chafing until I would jump in the shower and I'm like, oh my God, this burns. How do I get rid of it? So I started looking into, like I said, do your research, you know, ask questions, reach out to your community. And um, yeah, I got the squirrel's nut butter and it's been a lifesaver. That and I do, I noticed I have really wide feet. So even with like my shoes, I had to switch running into the ultra shoes because they have a wider toe box. Mm -hmm. I tend to blister a lot. So even switching my socks and like putting on my squirrels nut butter on my feet, like that does wonders as well. So you put it before your run, before you start your run, you put the yes. squirrels nut butter, put your mm -hmm. socks on and then your shoes. Yeah. But also it's important, go get your feet like measured, like at a sports store. Don't be like me. Like I said, I, I was so new into running that I didn't realize that your feet swell apparently. So I bought the same shoe, my true to size shoe, which is seven and a half. And then I ran. And, you know, when I started running, I remember, like, once I hit a certain mileage, like, I remember I was like, I can't run any more than four. I want to get six miles. So I went out and then I ended up doing eight. And when I did eight, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I did more than I wanted to. Then that following month, I'm like, I'm going to do a half marathon. So mm -hmm. I did my half marathon on trail, like, two months into running. And I lost toenails. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because I didn't realize that you 
you know, when you're running up and down hills and doing all this stuff, like you cause micro trauma to your nails mm -hmm. of that constant hitting. So definitely go get, you know, it's free. Go to a local running shop and make sure you get your, um, your, oh, what was I saying? Like the, um, your, sh your shoe size yeah, measured. Yeah. Go get measured because I'm, I was supposed to be running in an eight and eight and a half and I didn't know that. Yeah. And it de and it depends too. Like certain shoes, mm -hmm. well, you might have to go a whole size bigger, and some mm -hmm. shoes you have to go a half size bigger. But at least a half size bigger for most running shoes, you might have to go up to one whole size bigger. Mm -hmm. And as the more miles, and your feet will swell up. Like I know when I first started running, I was a size seven, like my regular size, and now I'm literally like almost like size seven and a half fits. But sometimes I have to wear size eight, like regular shoes. Like I went almost a whole size bigger since I started ultra running. Right? It's, yeah. It's crazy because like the the bones, the metatarsals from your feet, they expand. Mm -hmm. So you're take care of your. What do you do to take care of your feet to prevent more nail fallings? I mean, like I said, I I literally just I size I size up a full size on mine and then I switch to the the open toe box which is the ultra and that's also a zero drop so make sure you also look into the kind of shoes and the trap if it's a neutral shoe what kind of drop it is because even transitioning to that like you don't want to um cause an, an injury but yeah I mean that's all I do is just to blister you know look into the different types of socks too I like in gingy and um yeah and gingy is like my go-to sock I love Njinji. The only complaint I have about Njinji, and this really like bothers me because they are like $16 pair of socks for one pair of socks, is that toe, that toe, like, so they're all good. It's just that toe one. And I keep my nails so like, why do I always get a hole on that toe? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. <laughs> that's and it's like, I like, I, I, I feel like that's the only complaint I have. I still buy them because there's, I feel like they're still the best sock out there yeah. but I, like that toe one always gets a hole eventually and i'm just like mm -hmm. ah so they go through them pretty quickly but yeah mm -hmm. i recommend gingy socks overall they're great and they really do per help prevent blisters yeah that in your school is not butter even the glide i know people have said a lot of bad things about that glide one but that mm -hmm. glide the foot glide does work too yeah k k was she just um right now she said we love body glide yes. yeah body glide body glide is good all too. over <laughs> um, oh, Bo uh, Myra, born a run. That's Jerry with the hole on the sock. That's, yeah, that's me. And I, and I, I try to get regular pedicures at least two to every three weeks, um, just to keep my t my nails short. I don't touch my feet. I do not touch my feet because I will mess up my nails. So I do get pedicures, and I still get the holes. Uh, try to yeah. get that trim. Cut your nails. Get. I recommend getting regular pedicures because you need to take care of your feet. Your feet do so mm -hmm. much for you, mm -hmm. and. It, it's just the more you take care of them, the more they'll do for you. Um, so Jacqueline, thank you so much for joining me today. I, it's been such an honor to learn more about you and your story. You're so inspiring. You shared so much wisdom today. What's the last words of encouragement or advice you want to leave with us today? Just, you know, honestly, like my biggest thing I always tell people is like, just protect your peace protect your peace at all cost. And what what how, what do you how do you recommend people doing that? Um, you know, it's it's a process start off small by just literally learning your boundaries, you know. Mm -hmm. There's there's things that um for me, uh I use Instagram as like my own personal running journal. Mm -hmm. But you can you can definitely um, get both sides of, of social media platforms, like the good and the bad. 
I try to stay, I'm a very transparent person. I am an open book. Sometimes, you know, sharing the things that I share may not sit well with people. Um, but I feel like I use my social media as a place where I am transparent. Um, and the reason I do that is because when I first had my daughter, I, um, I had another mom as well who had her, you know, baby like two weeks before me. And I remember sitting on the couch and just being like in a messy bun and, um, you know, milk stains on my shirt and just like, oh, God, I'm, I'm such a mess. And then this mom is like, you know, your super Instagram mom has it together, makeup put on, like out there doing everything. And I'm like, why can't I be that? Like, how, like what am I doing wrong? I started comparing and little to my knowledge, like that mom was not, you know, happy. She was struggling as well. Um, but that wasn't portraying. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, for me, it's make sure that I stay as transparent as I can on my Instagram account, because I don't want people to get the wrong impression of like, oh, it's all fine and dandy. And you know, everything running is so great, because it's, it's not sometimes it's not. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes you have your bad days. But always be authentic to yourself and always protect your peace. Stay away from the accounts who are just out there to paint this picture of like what it should be and what it's like. And it's like, no, it's, it's really not that. That glitz and glamour is like, there's gonna be hard days and they're gonna suck. And, you know, don't perceive it as, I, I would just honestly say like, stay away from like that toxic platform and just stay authentic to yourself. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for your words. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, thank you everyone who joined today and asked questions, participated. Really, really appreciate you guys. If you join later on in the live, I will be saving this um, interview and my IG. I also will be saving it in, um, on my podcast, which I link in my, I'll link, I'll link it in my bio, Elements of Daisy. Anyone who's listening to this afterwards through the podcast, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for joining us today. Again, this is She Runs Trails. The purpose of She Runs Trails is to inspire, empower, and educate other women to go out and trail run. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, 